Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Colosso Supremo. Go! The premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award winning play-by-play man Dan Dibley. Squirt! And international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Episode 41, Rick Tittle, of What You May Ask, Go! Palabra Supremo, siempre, 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 gratis ahora. Golazo Supremo. Siempre gratis. That means uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. means always free. Oh, yeah, it is always free because neither one of us gets paid for this S. (laughs) It's a labor of love. It is a labor spelled with a U, by the way, because we do talk about the English. It's always a test to see if my key card will still work, and it does. so far so good. Good to have you, Rick Tittle. (laughs) Glad to see you again, and... uh, Another chance to talk about the game that you and I love oh so much. The Premier League, of course, is Mm -hmm. top of mind. We can't go anywhere without talking about the FA Cup because no one likes cups. My cup runneth over with cups, including a disturbing injury potentially to my main man, Marcus Rashford of Manchester United. Sergino Dest Mm -hmm. picks the U.S. We'll get into that. And a pretty quiet transfer scenario as well. What's... What's on your mind today, Rick? What are you thinking? Well, you know what? Um, I just want to first give a little shout out because last week we were on the air while the MLS Super Draft was going on. And first of all, I preface this, and, and you and I feel the same, that to have a domestic league is a million times better than not having domestic league, which was basically our whole lives until it came in in 86, 96, I should say. We love Avaya Stadium and all that, but the whole thing calling it a super draft is kind of a dumb moniker. It's like World Baseball Classic, and before it ever happened, right. not going to be a classic. Um, and it's all college guys, but I will say this, second round pick by the Columbus crew, Remy Prieur, the goalkeeper from my alma mater, St. Mary's College, a kid who's from San Ramon who went to Cal High, all-American goalkeeper, led the nation in save percentage. So just a shout out from my ga- one former Gale athlete to another. Uh, a little, I would like to get a little, drink a little Remy to Remy. Nice. What team uh, selected him? And Columbus where? Crew in the second round. Okay, that's great. I know that uh, the Stanford kid went uh, in the first round to the San Jose Earthquakes as mm-hmm. well. It's always good when you have kids and people who you watch in our area go on to do great things. None. Obviously greater than Chris Wondolowski. Still our only guest in the history of Golasso Supremo. Do you know what I was going to do? And and I should have. Brian McBride was just promoted to be part of the United States national team setup. And I have his cell. Do you, should we get him next week? Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll He's get him, uh, an American I'll, hero. We'll get him next week then. Is he, I'm not going to say we're best friends, but he definitely knows me and I think I can get him. So. Let's start uh, at the top of the table, if we can, with uh, Liverpool getting into record-setting territory with yes. a 1-0 victory over your very own Tottenham Hotspur. First yeah. of all, that that match, what you thought of it, it was pretty 
tightly contested? And secondly, just how incredible is this accomplishment for Liverpool as they have now gone, what, 38 consecutive unbeaten and counting? They're, they've played 21 games and they have 61 points. Now, of course, is that it was, any good? <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s is when we switched from two points to uh, from a win to three points. Europe's, as they say in college, the Power Five conferences, the the top five leagues in 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 Europe, no team has ever done that, which means twenty wins, one draw. Tottenham had uh, one little mistake from their twenty uh, year old debutant uh, Jaffa Tangana, who has been he's a Hackney kid. He's been with Tottenham since he was ten years old. He played fantastically well, and it was one of those games where you could have said. Oh, what are you doing? They're playing the best team in the world, basically. Um, I I thought we were close to getting a draw a couple of times. There was a goal. I don't know how Giovanni LaSalle, who played really well, how he missed. Um, Also, Hyungman Son leaned back a little bit, put it over the bar. There was one of those games where you're like, damn it, I hated losing, but they played really well, and maybe we have something here in Tanganga. So um, we'll see. They came back. I watched them on ESPN+. Plus. They played their replay against Boro in the FA Cup, they won that pretty handily, even though it was two to one at the end. So, as I said, I, I, it's a little bit of a better feeling, but it was a great opportunity to at least tie those bastards, and they didn't do ESN it. ESN by bastards, you mean uh, the Liverpool, <coughs> the Liverpool Reds that yes. are uh, absolutely dominating the league right now with a fourteen-point advantage on new second-place side Manchester City as Leicester City. With as a little, I told you, they're going to go. <laughs> Leicester City's going to go down. That's a. <laughs> little hiccup. I like that. Yeah, you got to hold your breath as long as you can. And uh, I don't think being scared actually works as a cure for hiccups. You have to take as much air into your lungs as physically possible and hold it for as long as you humanly can. I heard you eat a peanut butter sandwich upside down with your head in a bathtub. Wow. Full of water or full of jelly? Because <laughs> you can't have peanut butter without jelly, certainly. Uh, Manchester City with an impressive victory. And they, they clearly are... The second better, the second best team in the league. I'm just quietly pulling for Leicester City to stay in there. But when you've got as much quality mm-hmm. as Man City does, and they put it on Aston Villa six one in dramatic fashion, Sergio Aguero, aka Kun Aguero, breaking two records in the process, the most goals by a foreign-born player, and also the most hat tricks in the Premier League history. Does he sometimes get a short? Is it short shrift? Yeah. Short shrift mm-hmm. when we talk about the greatest strikers in the world. Shrift, yeah, it is a short shrift. It's funny because if you think about the word Cuddy Sark, do you know what that means? Because the Cuddy Sark, the ship, is actually in Greenwich. It's dry docked. Uh, docked. I've seen it. That means short shift in Scottish. A mm-hmm. Cuddy Sark that you had, a short shift. Uh, so a short shrift is another way. It's like you say, are you chomping at the bit or are you champing? Champing at the bit. I like champing at the bit I don't know myself. if you watch the show Billions. But, I have uh, not, though. They do a full bit on it uh, where one of the main characters is running for office and he goes up to give his speech and he wants to be able to relate to the people. So he knows it's champing at the bit, but he goes out there and he says, and I am chomping at the bit to be your governor. And the crowd goes bananas, even though he knows full well it's champing. One of my favorite lines like that was when Joe Biden came in years and years ago and he said, hey, let's go Giants. And the crowd went, boo. Because I thought you loved the Giants. It's like, no, the Giants are playing the Niners in the NFC Championship. Oh, boy. And he goes, Giants. 
No, those are the New York Giants. <laughs> isn't that weird that a politician didn't know about sports? Yeah, not that weird at all. Uh, <laughs> well, as I do I my one word, Reagan. Ted, Ted Kennedy said, we would like to give a toast to Sammy Seusser and Mike McGuire. <laughs> I'm like, you got to get the Irish guy's name right. Come yeah, on. you do. Sammy Seusser is one thing, but Mike McGuire... Come on, I digress. To answer your question, I already forgot what it was, but it was... Cunaguero. Oh, Cunaguero. You know, I, that's the thing I love about this guy is that he's... How can you do it quietly when you win the league? But if you think about it, if you ask me who scored the most foreign goal, I would have said Thierry Henry. That would have been my first answer. And then it would probably be like, well, what about Aguero? And I would have thought, well, he's probably getting up there. But yeah, he's, uh, you know, as I say, whenever he plays, he just seems to score a goal every time. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, also <clears throat> an impressive performance from Chelsea with a 3 nothing win over Burnley. They sit currently in fourth position in that Champions League slot as we sit. Let me just throw one thing in. You mentioned throw about it. Leicester losing to Soton. By the way, that's where Tottenham, they're going to go to St. Mary's in the fourth round now in the FA Cup. When Southampton beat Leicester, this was an exorcism of great proportions because you remember the resist the reverse fixture earlier in the year, Leicester won nine yes. to nothing. Yeah. So everybody else would see, oh, Southampton beat Leicester. No, no. This was huge for them to erase that. And Leicester was uh, very pompous ahead of that fixture and talking about how they were going to put on him again. And it just goes to show that at that level especially in that league, right. you never know over the course of 90 minutes any of these teams can beat one another. Chelsea, uh, as mentioned, now five points clear of Manchester United as uh, Man U put it on the Canaries 4-0. Marcus Rashford with a brace, but Rashford took on a little bit of a injury, a little bit of a back issue in the, the replay against Wolves midweek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, though, it's funny. When I look at Rashford and I look at Lingard and some of these guys, they look like they're about 115 pounds, which is great for soccer because you can run all day. I mean, you look at Neymar, how fragile is Neymar? He's always, it's like Coco Chris would slide head first and he'd break every finger in his hand. <laughs> you know, it's like, try not to do that. But um, listen, you can't, it's like, you know, before Gary Bettman in the NHL when you had goons, it used to be if you were a striker, you got kicked. You literally got kicked all day long when people weren't looking. And the Italians were the best at hiding the little Charlie horses and everything. My favorite cheap shot artist as I'm going down this road is probably Louis Fernandez for France, who, if you watch the 82 World Cup, maybe about eight times during the World Cup, he would basically drag his his uh, studs down the back of your calf and when you turned around furiously, he would shake your hand like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> and then the, guy, then the guy used to be like, oh, that's okay. Because he's always like, oh no, what happened? And it was completely intentional. But yeah, anyway, getting back Quite to Rashford. Quite a contrast to uh, Rafa Marquez, <clears throat> the uh, Mexican defender who would come at you and headbutt you and then basically stand there as if to say, you want a piece of me. Especially Kobe Jones, who I asked, why were you such a pincushion to the Mexican national team? They despised him. More than anyone. But yeah, Marquez was definitely a, a guy who was a cheap shot artist. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's Golasso Supremo, episode 41, as we continue to march on toward and past the Midway Park, part rather, mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Uh, Sheffield United still in the mix, sitting on 32 points. Then it's the Wolves, 31. Tottenham, 30. Still some hope for you that your lads can, at the very least, make it to Europa as they now sit uh, only four points behind Man U. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I hope they can bring home some silverware. It's been a long time. They are still in the FA Cup. They're still in the Champions League as they go to Leipzig. Um, but, uh, yeah, the 
I don't know, the, the kind of things that were plaguing um, uh, the first coach are now kind of plaguing the second coach. More rumors today that uh, Christian Eriksen will be on his way to Inter Milan. The only signing that Tottenham had so far is a 21-year-old guy on loan from Portugal named Gedson. I mean, it's like Harry Kane is out until April. Musa Sissoko is going to be out for a while. They still haven't brought... There was rumors that Llorente was going to come back. Please no. There was another guy named Zé Luis who is also from the Portuguese league they're going to bring in, but he's a Cape Verde international and they can't get a passport approved for him by the European Union. So that means that he would have to start in 75% of their national team games. So now that's out. I don't know. It's just, I know they spent a lot of money on the stadium, but... Um, bringing these guys in on loan. Even La Celso is on loan. Now you're going to fork out a little bit, but they're going to get, the latest rumor is 15 mil for Erickson. It's interesting as the the uh, <laughs> transfer window is about ready to come and go, which teams, not a lot of big moves yeah, two around. Two weeks uh, left. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And after that is something they've instituted called the winter break now, where I'm just looking at the schedule. It's going to be a light load of games throughout the early part of February with each team playing just one time over the course of two weeks. To me, it seems a little counterintuitive where you go so hard over the holidays with mandatory Boxing Day fixtures and games before and after, and then you're going to shut it down for two weeks in February. It makes no sense to me. Well, it's just tradition. It would be like saying, you know, the 4th of July would really be better in August. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing? No, England is always going to want their Boxing Day and their New Year's Day games. They just always will. It's a national holiday, and you always have soccer on those days. So, I mean, I hear you, but to me, it's going to be more obscene when the World Cup happens during the winter. Yeah. And that's going to be ridiculous, especially in a place that's uh, mm, a little tinderboxy. Right, and I wonder if it uh, ends up staying there. We've talked previously in previous episodes about the idea of... Uh, Maybe the World Cup being moved, depending on how how much the tinderbox is ignited with the political machinations in the Middle East and the rest of that. FA Cup, let's touch on it real quick while we're in this sphere. Tottenham, of course, advancing. Cardiff City, a winner. Man U with the win over Wolves. But as mentioned, Rashford took on that knock. The fourth round coming up in about a week's time. From today, what's your favorite matchup in that fourth? I'm just round? looking right now through, and uh, you know, Chelsea Hull City has some appeal for me because I am one who supports Chelsea, mm-hmm. Liverpool, and Shrewsbury. Yes, now that's an interesting thing because depending that's on where be an absolute beatdown, depending on where you live, it's Shrewsbury Town, mm-hmm. but some people say Shrewsbury Town. No one in England can agree on that one. The taming of the shrews, exactly. Yes, that I mean, that, <laughs> a little bard of Avon right there. For to you. me, that smells like a beatdown. But you never know. Liverpool <clears throat> playing at Shrewsbury, they might uh, end up sitting a, a small handful of players. I like also QPR and Sheffield Wednesday. As, a, as an interesting matchup in the FA Cup. Two huge teams. Um, and by Both the way, down in the championship, right? Yeah. And Jack Clark, um, who Tottenham got on load from uh, from Leeds, lent Shout him back. Cal Rugby coach and the former San Francisco Giant. Number 22, yes, and great program there with the Golden Bears. Uh, Jack Clark has been loaned now to Queens Park Rangers, so he's going to play for the Super Hoops down there in the bush. Best of luck to him. Yes, all the best to all the various Jack Clarks out there. <laughs> right. From all of us to all of you. Also, the Jack Clark, who was the namesake of the old uh, course at Chuck Carica. Wow. The Alameda Golf Course. There was the did Earl not, Fry. Did not know that. And there was the Jack Clark. Now, of course, both have been uh, redone and both have been 
renamed. Champions League, we're still a good, what, month away? It doesn't pop February, up until... February, mid-February, yeah, I think. Okay, so we'll, we'll get uh, geared yeah. up for that accordingly at the appropriate time. Let's keep looking at the Premier League table as it pertains to relegation, the relegation zone. Aston Villa, Bournemouth, and Norwich City. Let's, let's go with Bournemouth first. Eddie Howe and, uh, and, the, and the lads have fallen some hard times down there. Eddie Howe is supposed to be the next Mauricio Pochettino. Um, it has not gone well lately. Um, An interesting story I heard a couple days ago about Norwich. There was a fan who was a lifelong Norwich fan, and he was 80-something, and he died, and in his will, he had two things. One was, do not have my fam- uh, my funeral on the same time as a game, obviously. But this is really sweet. He left 100 quid to the members of the team, and he said, have a drink on me for giving me entertainment my whole life. Isn't that sweet? That's pretty awesome. That's <clears throat> and pretty then you awesome. think, like, well, 100 pounds, that'll maybe get drinks for the starters. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe just the 18, whoever's active that day. And uh, right. the ACDC song, Have a Drink on Me. Is, uh, have a drink on That's like my... That's not bad. I lost my voice completely yesterday. What happened? I was actually... Luckily, I got it back. I interviewed Reggie Jackson. I got it back for that. But I was interviewing a Swedish director, as you do. And I was like, <laughs> you're walking down the street. There's Ibrahimovic. There's Bjorn Borg. Who do you talk to? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had a great answer. He really goes, I talk to ABBA. Ab- oh, Abba, the musical yeah. artist. Yes. I thought that was maybe Borg's nickname that I never knew about. Uh, North City looks like they're going to be going down. They're on 14 yeah. points. Let's be, six. A- let's be Avenue in the championship. Yes, let's be Avenue. <laughs> See you soon. Bournemouth it was an interesting fixture against the Canaries this weekend. It's either the Canaries' last stand or you know a chance for maybe Bournemouth to get right and try to get out of the relegation zone because it's really tight if you go all the way up to... Brighton sitting on 24 points. You've got Burnley, West Ham, Watford, Villa, and Bournemouth all within four points of each other with a good 16 fixtures left to go. Yeah, the trap door is going to be a jumbling, bumbling thing. By the way, I was thinking about Delia Smith, the owner of, uh, and her famous quote at Carroll Road. Maybe they should play a little uh, Eddie Grant when they win. Rock down to Electric Avenue. Yeah, very good. But anyway, yeah, the, the relegation battle... I always tell my friends, they go, what do you think Tottenham this year, top four, win the league, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I just hope we avoid relegation. And you might remember when we did our preseason predictions, what did I predict for Tottenham? I predicted that they would win the Premier League. Yes, yes. My credibility is now in the loo. Yes, your credibility actually has been relegated (laughs) to the championship. Although, in my own lack of defense, I said it would be a clean sweep for United's being relegated and... Right now, West Ham is in 16th place, so that looks to be pretty mm-hmm. good. Newcastle United was the second of the Uniteds, and they're in 13th. But really, the surprise of all surprises in the Prem, the shoe. Sheffield United mm-hmm. with a one nothing victory this past weekend. Beneficiaries of good old V-A-R. V-A- you know, V-A mother bleeping <laughs> R, Rick. I've- Handball. Accidental handball, yeah. which leads to a pass, which leads to an incredible goal on the short side. Scar! I do my Rosanowski. Sure. It's something has to be done with the handball rule as well as VAR. I think, and I wouldn't have said this before the season, I think it should go down like the NFL where you have a red flag 
each half and that they're not going to do it on their own because you're playing and all of a sudden, wait, 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 VAR is looking at some, what? They want to see if it's a red card or not. They want to see if it was a penalty or not. If you leave it up to them, you're going to get a hundred VAR reviews. If you leave it to a red flag, the most you're ever going to get is four. And if you throw it too early and something happens and you have like an Henri handball like France against Ireland, a blatant thing that's not called, well, then you're screwed. Otherwise, it's just going to be infinitesimal with the amount of times like, well, no, VAR is looking at this. They're playing. You ever notice you're watching a game and all of a sudden it says up there, VAR, no red card. Wait, what? What are they looking at? Right. What, 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 what do you mean no red card? It's so I don't know. It's just it's a little too much. Well, much like the NFL, <clears throat> all scoring plays and all turnovers. Can you imagine if all turnovers were subject to review? <laughs> Gives it away at midfield. Oh, we're gonna have to look at that. I remember Turnover. Ralph Barbieri said it's a sport where the team just turns it over at midfield the whole game long. I'm like if it was no. really that, then yeah, I would hate. It'd be it. nil nil across yeah. the board, and I just think that when you look at certain things like last week we talked about Pookie's knuckle yes. and I thought that it was great you know Pookie's knuckle was offside and so mm-hmm. therefore it's offside I think they need to look at the handball rule as it pertains to plays like what we saw in the Sheffield United game where it was clearly accidental he knew nothing about the ball striking his arm and it didn't directly lead to the goal it did allow him to continue with the possession which led to the pass which led to the goal but in a sport so starved for action to take that away and to deny the the traveling fans that joyous moment of celebration, I think it's just doing a disservice to the entire sport. Yeah, and it, it should just be the way it always was. And that is if you had your arms down by your side in a natural position and the ball got kicked into your arm, it's not a handball. If your hands are above your waist and the ball gets kicked into your hand, well, you got a handball because this was a very perfectly good pass and now you've batted it down. It doesn't seem that complicated, but we've made it more complicated. Right, and it's technology, again, rearing its ugly head and the hammer's Damn Steve Jobs, asshole. The hammer's (laughs) devastated by that because that would have put them in a little bit of a safer spot vis-a-vis relegation. I just realized I swore on the air for the first time in my life. Right there? Yeah. That's all right. What'd you say? I said a-hole. Ah, it's not swearing. Okay. Not anymore. It's just the F word, the S word, and and a few choice C other words. Word. Yeah, well, boy, the C yeah. word. I don't, I don't even say the letter C anymore. I know. Uh, let's talk about... Well, the, you, well, you did say con Negaro. You got close. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I one time went to Kentucky. <laughs> would you call your country a... Mm? No, you would not. I remember and, that guy said that. Would you call your... Don't call your fraternity a frat. Would you call your country a C word? Yes. And I go, well, I call my bicycle a bike. Ooh, be careful with that one. Yeah. That one can get you into trouble. It can. Big one Well, you can put a finger in the dike if you're trying to stop the dam from... (laughs) Yes, we've been over that many, many times. Liverpool, Man U, the featured game on Sunday, Sunday at 8.30, which is perfect because no NFL game at that time. The, The game at Anfield, Liverpool hosting... Manchester United, any thoughts, any expectations? It uh, It's kind of lost its luster, you know, a little bit. Um, it's because they're in different stratospheres right now. Obviously, the names, uh, and look, they'll be up for it. Man U's not going to lie down for it. And as I said, Liverpool's, they, they can't run, they're not going to run the table um, in a 100% fashion because they do have that one draw. But you just figure something's got to go wrong at some point. Although, you know, Wenger had his invincibles at, at uh, Arsenal. By the way, my my team, uh, Tottenham, there won't be any NFL game uh, there either because that's a 4.30 4.30 yes. kick, which is uh, just <clears throat> after noon 
local time as they're going to Vicarage Road yes. to take on Watford. Very good. Yes. By the Mal, the Harlequin, by the thank way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Arsenal and the shoe, the aforementioned shoe. Man City against Crystal Palace, I think, is an interesting one. Seven o'clock our time because Palace plays such solid defense and Manchester City, as we've discussed, so dangerous with all of the weaponry. Yeah, I still think that's probably a uh, win. It, it's funny because uh, Boro, uh, after they played Tottenham, are going to be playing QPR. So they actually decided, because they're so far north, to stay in London. And they're going to use Selhurst Park. Q, uh, Palace said you could use our ground uh, for training. So this is a Harbaugh-esque Youngstown uh, type of little trip that I thought. Who's got it better than Burrow? <laughs> Nobody. This is some jive turkey gobblers down there. Jive turkey gobble gobble. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about transfer news. Uh, not too many big names. I, I did see that Andy King on loan from Leicester City to Huddersfield Town. What's it like when you go from a team like Leicester, even though Andy King has not been featured that much this year, mm-hmm. and you have to go down a division in order to get playing time. Well, I mean, you never want to leave the big club, obviously, but going out on loan is something that, you know, is, is good for your career. It means they care about you. And the funny thing is about Huddersfield Town is that they were a Premier League team just a couple of years ago. It's funny, the first time I heard of them was in a, um, a song by the exploited Sex and Violence, of course. And at the beginning, the guy goes, I want to go to Huddersfield. <laughs> like, well, Huddersfield. So, uh, listen, you don't want to be playing on muddy pitches, um, you know, down there in League One or whatever. But at least you're, at least you're still a pro. And, you know, look at Tammy Abraham. He went out. Look at Harry Kane. He went out. And they come back a finished product. So Yeah, and that's ultimately what you want is to be able to go out and come back and still be able to make somewhat of, a, of an impact. Edmund Paris Magoma goes from Tottenham to Brentford. Any thoughts? Uh, he's been part of the youth team and, uh, he was, you talk about being blocked as we say in major league baseball, you'll never get up pitch blocked. Uh, yes. He was being blocked, uh, all over the place. And, uh, the Brentford bees, you know, um, it's, a uh, not too far from central London. And of course the battle of Brentford, Julius Caesar versus Boudicca. He can redo that one as well. Emerson. Yeah. Live from Budokan. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, cheap trick. I want you to want Budokan. Me. Yeah. And I, somebody told me that Budokan had like an ancient shogun uh, or Buddhist something about it. And that was the first time they let a rock band in there. So that's why it was so amazing. They're at Budokan. And that was one of the albums where you listen to the live album much more than you listen to the studio version. The Cheap Trick Live right. at Budokan was like just incredible. Yeah, yeah, he came alive, reportedly. Right. I like David Spade, though. He goes, when I go to a concert, play it like the record. No tricks. <laughs> <laughs> no tricks. A few more minutes here. Galasso Supremo as we look at uh, transfer news. And also the news of uh, the kid from Ajax deciding that he will play for America. How mm-hmm. ready will he be? How soon might he be up with, uh, with the big club? With well, the big country. Yeah, it was nice when he, what was it? Was it official like a month ago, right? Yeah, that Sergino Dest. And he was training in Doha and he decided uh, that maybe he was going to bugger off because of the uh, the heat that was on at that time. And like I and said. Shout out Glenn Fry. <clears throat> the heat is on. That's right. Now that's going through my head. 
listen, any I, I like to scour the planet for, especially in Europe and in Germany, these U.S. servicemen who hook up and then their kids are German citizens. They're raised there. Uh, a grandfather, any which way you can. The USA is desperate for players. So please keep looking. He's hoping to <clears throat> be able to play alongside the other great young American, Christian Pulisic. Dest is 19 years of mm-hmm. age. and A left maybe, back, right? Yeah, man. He may not be quite ready. Actually, he's right back. right back. He may not be quite ready. By the way, I'll be right back. Yes. I'll be right back. Uh, is that NBC, I think? After these messages. Oh, that's right. We'll that be was, right back. Was that the Saturday morning? Yeah. Without a doubt. Very good. Without a doubt. So, Dest, By the way, I got to interview Sid and Marty Croft. What do you think of that? Sid and Marty Croft? No one cares about that except me. And now, really me. I thought I'm you, not I sure thought you who would they well. are they or who it is. HR Pub and stuff, Land of the Lost, Dr. Shrinker. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Croft okay. superstars. Right, right. All right. I'm, I digress as I have no voice after three hours. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, just a couple more before Rick Tittle <laughs> passes away. And uh, <clears throat> Rick has not given us $100 to buy drinks. <laughs> in the, uh, it's good that I don't work here on weekends anymore. Seriously. That, <laughs> poor, Mike, that poor Mike flag is going to be uh, have to be thrown out. It's going to have to be burned at the stake. Man U agrees to terms with Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. The transfer, of course, hinging on finding an agreement with uh, Sporting Lisbon. Mm-hmm. Ho, ho, ho. How much can he help United? He's a he's a decent player. He's an international. He's a he's a veteran. Uh, that's he was a guy mentioned uh, with Spurs and some of the other teams. I I wish that they had actually picked that guy up. I think he's still a very useful forward. Nineteen caps uh, with Portugal, and it's about an eighty million pound yeah. transfer for uh, the man who will likely come in and spell Ashley Young as Manchester United tries to continue to churn the roster in hopes of. Returning to form. By the way, Ashley Young is a player that really reinvented himself, too, as a a striker and then a midfielder and a defender, and he's still a pretty good player. Rick, any last words <clears throat> before uh, we give you your last rights? All I have to say is I want to encourage everybody to... <laughs> this was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.